0: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. We've decided to go a little bit more current than the last few videos where we've kind of rambled on about different uh, Villa memories and things like that. I wanted to go through the Aston Villa squad and rank them. I remember we did a podcast early Doors when we kind of ranked the summer signing so far and it's like oh well we'll give them a bit more time. So we've had a bit more time now and we've put a list together of goalkeepers and defenders that we're going to do today. Are you excited? <laughs> I am excited actually. Yeah. It's nice of um <clears throat> it's nice of Football Lasting Villa to offer us this opportunity
0: to take stock for the next 7 months, isn't it? You know, it gives us uh, a <laughs> yeah, gives us a chance to have exactly. a, have a proper think about things, but yeah, I think it's uh, about time that we, we we got stuck into the uh the, the present day team, you know, we we Mm-hmm. We we often kind of wander in different directions on this podcast and on this YouTube channel, don't we? So let's uh, let's talk current Villa. Uh, let's cheer everybody up by talking about the team that's currently <laughs> occupying one of the relegation zones.
1: Let's have it. Before we get onto that, one thing that's probably going to cheer me up when I see this in the edit later. Talk to me about those headphones.
0: See, I don't think they're quite as ridiculous as you seem, but then again, I can't quite okay. see it. I'm just looking in the viewfinder on the camera, and I can't quite see it. <laughs> I've asked politely if somebody can give me some headphones this morning that don't look so ridiculous, and my daughter's got some normal kind of iPhone headphones that she said I can't have, and oh. she took great, great, great delight in running upstairs to go and retrieve me these these things anyway, so they're... um. They're a little bit tight on my big fat head, but um, enjoy.
1: We'll get into it then. Obviously, a lot of people are doing these, these ranking and tier lists and things at the moment where you've got a list of elite and very good and average and all the rest of it. And I kind of wanted to copy that because everyone else is doing it and it seems to work quite well and it's a good format of, of, of separating a list of things. But I wanted to put our classic Claret and Blue random twist on it. So first of all, we've got goalkeepers, which we're going to uh, put into a list of things that we'd let them hold. So, just to explain the format, the top tier is I would let them hold a newborn baby. They've got safe hands. They can look after that. The good tier is mum's best vase. Like, I'll trust them. It should be okay to to carry that around the house. If we're moving, you can look after that. Average tier is a and Blue mug. I mean, the podcast is distinctly average, isn't it? So, we've got plenty of those mugs. That's fine. If they drop it. All right, mate, don't overhype (laughs) it. And the bad tier (laughs) is a bag of dog poo. Like if we're on a walk and the dog does a poo. You can hold that because if you drop it, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I've got. I, I couldn't care less about that.
0: I think it needs to be a stranger's bag of dog poo as well. Not even, not even your own. You not care even for own it even less. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. point. So a stranger. Well, not your past- own poo, obviously, <laughs> but not even your own pet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a stranger walks back in the street with the dog, uh, with a bag of dog poo, and says, "Hold this." That's the bad tier in, in this situation for goalkeepers. Who's going in that top tier? Anyone? Does anyone make? Is that, are you willing to let any of those hold a newborn baby? I think you have got to
0: put Tom Heaton in there. Um, yeah, I Agreed. think he's. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna suggest a different strand to this, but I never got round to it at the planning stage. He's saying if we could come up with three words for each player and to see if we if any of us would have matching words. Uh, okay, like, about their characteristics. Uh, yeah we can save that for for another podcast perhaps but um <laughs> trust is the one that I think' would be Tom Heaton I think yeah. he's just kind of got something about him he's got that kind of that trustworthiness uh, at risk of repeating my, my previous assessments of tom Heaton, he's a man's man he? and yeah. he's a he's a proper bloke he could uh probably a bit bit before your time Dan but do you remember do you remember an old, a a shop called Athena nope <laughs> right, well, I'll get to, I'll get to the point. There used to be a shop in the ball ring um, called uh, Athena, and it was it was a chain that was all over the place, and they used to sell posters for people's walls. And there was a okay. famous Athena poster of a kind of a, a bloke, but he was kind of a, a fairly ripped bloke, <laughs> kind of honky honky bloke. God, where am I going with this? <laughs> holding holding a, a young baby, and it was seen as a kind of the great protector kind uh, of thing. That I've was...
1: just googled it. I know what you're looking at. What you're talking about now.
0: Yeah, you might want to flash that on the screen so yeah, people yeah. Uh, of your of your generation will know what the hell I'm banging on about, but it's kind of that. You, you would trust him. Uh, and as much as I'd actually trust him with a newborn baby in one arm, and a fluffy, recently hatched chick in the other arm. I think that's how much trust trust I've got in this guy.
1: Yeah, I saw an interview with him the other day as well and there was one uh, just after he got injured as well, I think the Villa might have posted and he's just a nice bloke, isn't he, as well? like he, he's, His character, he's, he's a nice person, Like, regardless of his footballing ability, which I think, out of the five goalkeepers, he would be my number one choice to play as well. But he's also just a, seems like a nice man and somebody that I would be very happy to say, here's a newborn baby, Tom Heaton, go and look after it. <laughs>
0: Imagine the circumstances though that had reached that 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 had lead to that that situation
1: What a bizarre set of circumstances
0: So yeah he he definitely nails that category for me Tom Heaton
1: Yes Tom Heaton straight in the top tier holding a newborn baby Next up Pepe Reiner this is a very interesting one because I remember saying at one stage, again, I'll find the clip if I can find it, but I don't know what episode it was. We thought Tom Heaton was good and we thought we were going to struggle to replace him, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Pep Arena looks like, yeah, he looks like, obviously we know who he is and everything, but he looks like the real deal, like he's still got it kind of thing. Whereas then, obviously, the last couple of games before uh, before football was suspended, he had the dodgy game against whoever it was and then he had the, the one against Leicester where he came out for, out of nowhere thinking he was a... a, a a sweeper-keeper, and it's just like, oh, I don't know, is he that good after all? Where, where does he place? Is he in good? Is he in average? He's not bad, obviously, but I don't think he's in the top tier. Would you let him look after your mum's best vase? I don't know whether my mum's got a
0: best vase, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so the problem with it, letting him look after my mum's best vase, I'd have to buy my mum a vase. He's not newborn baby territory, no. Nah, I don't think. Not uh, anymore. I think he kind of showed showed a few kind of rash moments, didn't he, in the Southampton game and against yeah. Leicester. He's uh, handling has actually not been too bad, to, as far as I, I can remember. Yeah. You know, he's his shot stopping's been good and he's he's had a fairly decent command of his box. It's just when he's come out, when he's come out decided to come out of <laughs> yeah. the box, that's been the uh, the issue. I think, listen, I think he, he probably would be in that good tier, wouldn't he? I think, I think that so. We were all raving about him for a couple of weeks, you know. Not only was he kind of doing his job and protecting the goal, but he was also, um, you know, his dist- distribution, he was kind of pinging balls to... Yeah to his full-backs and to his centre-mids and everything. Um, so I think it's a bit tough to to write him off um so soon so i think he would be i think he would be mom's best farce. and he's actually i've been I've, listen this won't continue but i've been reading a bit about rainer as well and he, <laughs> he reckons he's had a coronavirus scare doesn't he yes um, yeah, saw some bits about that what i what i would say is kind of wish wish him and any footballer and any human being on the <laughs> planet who's um who, who's dealing with this horrible thing well we're all dealing with it in our own way aren't we but who's yeah. actually suffering suffering the effects of it um so, yeah, you can uh, have mum's best fars, Pepe, and we wish you, you and yours a speedy recovery.
1: Yes, agreed. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, next on the list is Oya Neeland. Again, a bit of an interesting one that I don't think he's quite done enough to get into that good tier that I'd let him hold my mum's best fars, but I think I'd be fairly happy with him having, having a Claret and Blue mug to look after.
0: It's a strange one, because he's had a bit, of a, a bit of a mixed bag of a Villa career so far, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean? I'd probably kind of think of him in you know, my most recent memory of him um and i know he he played in the in the cup final but it's just that that double header against Leicester. yeah uh, and he was just absolutely brilliant do you know what i mean i, I don't know are oh, we been a bit harsh harsh on him and i think i think you're probably right i think he, he is average because uh, if he if he was any better than that there wouldn't have been the need for Villa to go and recruit Pepe Reiner Uh, I think he would have commanded the trust of Dean Smith of Neil Cutler the goalkeeping coach of John Terry and, and so on and so forth so if they don't trust a professional goalkeeper to keep goal I'm not sure we could trust him with our mum's imaginary best (laughs) vase, so let's uh, yeah, let's give him a claret and blue mug. We have got plenty of those, by the way. So uh, if anything does go wrong and he does drop it, we can um, we can replace it. In fact, I might give my mum one of them to use (laughs) as a (laughs) vase.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think there's, there's a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde thing with Neil, isn't there? I think if you're thinking back of memories before this season, you think, oh yeah, he's he's average at best, possibly even. Some would argue he, he deserves to go into that bad tier for some of his errors and stuff. But I think they're kind of almost the comeback story that he's he's gone away, trained hard, clearly improved as a footballer and come back and helped Villa get to a cup final. I'm, I'm Part of me wants to put him in good tier just for that, That Pep Arena is in good tier because he's got some good qualities, but he has his flaws whereas I almost feel like Neeland is kind of in that same situation now, that he's got some good qualities but also has some flaws. So part of me wants to stick him into that good tier of, of Mum's Best Vars, but I think probably on on, on reflection, average tier just about is is probably more fair.
0: If if we're going to look at it like this, we can probably say that Pepe Reina is, with all due respect to Pepe Reina, is a vase on his way to being a mug. We could probably <laughs> say on the flip side that or, yeah, Neeland is a mug on his way to being a vase. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In terms of the the directions that they're heading, basically. So,
1: What's going on
0: about he's a vase on his way to being a mug?
1: Jed Steer, then. I, I checked the Villa website because I was thinking, has he even played this season? Like My memories are terrible anyway, as most people listen to this will know. He played in the cup run. He played against Wolves in the Premier League when he obviously came off injured after a couple of minutes. Uh, and then he played against... Crew and Brighton, I think, in the cup games. So part of me feels like he's contributed towards that. Obviously, that cup run. I like Jed Steer. I like I, I've, I like his character. I like what he seems to be about. We uh, obviously we've not seen enough of him on the pitch to be able to rank this kind of on his ability. Really, I don't think. But you'll obviously never forget the, the penalty shootout against Albion either. So I think probably
0: oh, that 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 just kind of that that kind of stare out oh, of Mason Holgate. As they walked up, can you try and lift that somewhere? I know it's in a brief clip. We can probably get away with nicking it. Just yeah. that kind of <laughs> death stare that he gave him. Whatever he can hold from our list, mate, he can certainly hold the gaze of an opposition player in, <laughs> yeah, a, nice. in a in a penalty shootout. I thought that was brilliant, uh, and I think I think you know there's some players who probably gain cult hero status even if they're not the best best footballers you've ever seen yeah. or haven't made the biggest contribution. And I think for that moment alone because it was such a big moment in defining what Aston Villa were that season and what what they'd go on to be. I think he he definitely he, he's definitely got a lot of kudos for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know where we put him I can we
1: put him in his own tier? Can we create a tier of holding the gaze of an opposition player. That is Jed Steer's yeah. own tier. <laughs> do that, yeah. He's, He's nailed not he? Hold. No one does it better than that. I would let him hold the gaze of an opposition player. That's where I'd put Jed Steer. The other thing about Jed, I don't know why, but whenever I hear his name, I think of, do you know Alan Partridge's stalker? Yeah. <laughs> can I be bothered to do a Photoshop of that? I probably can, can't I?
0: I just want to be your friend, that's all. I'll be your friend. great. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't know. I just think like Jed Steer must have kind of uh, Tom Haton posters all over his wall, and that kind of thing. You'd be some kind of sad kind of serial stalker. I like the fact we've invented a, a tier yeah. for Jed Steer,
1: the the, the Steer tier, as it's called. Uh, the final goalkeeper on this list, Lovre Kalinic, went out on loan to was it Italy? I don't even know where he is. I mean, if that doesn't tell you what you need to know about Lovre Kalinic's a career, I don't know what does. He goes straight into bad tier, doesn't he? I think Lovre Kalinic, hold my dog poo. <laughs>
0: I think the thing with Kalinic is that he's one of these ones who kind of, because Villa were made to wait for him. It's a yeah. bit like kind of being your mum saying no, you can't have that. You'll have to wait till your birthday or Christmas. And then when you finally get it, it's a you bag think, of dog oh, It's a bit crap. It's a bit crap. He's a bag of dog poo. I've moved on. I think Kalinic is a bit like that because there's all the work <laughs> permit issues. The first time we tried to sign him, way back when, when we finally got the deal over the line this time, um, it was seen as yeah, he's the real deal. And then he, he played. It was a bit crap. He got bombed out. Nobody explained where he was or what he was doing, and then he just kind of exited stage left without any kind of fanfare. um, To join,
1: to lose, to lose. Yeah, he's played four games for them. Played, but he only played seven in his time at Villa as well. It's just a a, yeah weird signing. Didn't do anything. Bad tier.
0: He's definitely a pooper scooper. Um pooper scooper keeper, isn't he?
1: Goalkeeper's been a weird one for the last few years anyway, hasn't it? So that's not a particularly you know great position to be in anyway, with the amount of goalkeepers we've got through over the over the recent years.
0: I mean that's why we, we want Tom Heaton to, to make this kind of full recovery because we we've yeah. said this before as well that not only um not only is a he a pair of safe hands in the goal, he's actually kind of one of one of the leaders that, that Villa have been crying out for during um yeah. During a, a bit of a kind of troublesome season, so yeah, clearly I think there's a there's a clearly defined list there. I'm not I'm not sure it's going to be quite so easy for us to kind of put the put the defenders into into <laughs> categories. But as ever, for the for you good listeners and viewers of Clarence Blue, we'll do our damnedest.
1: So we've also got the list of defenders. First of all, I'll read those out, and then I'll get you to the the wacky tiers that we've that we've come up with in no particular order. We've got Bjorn Engels, Esri Concer, Matty Target, Neil Taylor, Frederick Gilbert, Tara Mings. Courtney Horse, Ahmed El-Mohamedy, I've also chucked in there, James Chester and James Brew, even though they're out on loan, just because they're on the squad list on the Villa website, so might as well give them a quick shout out. So these are things that you trust
0: the Aston Villa defenders to protect. Number one, the top tier is your life, which is precious. Not just your life, Dan, all our lives. <laughs> the good tier is passport, kind of taking the role of the kind of dad all yeah. the mom who looks after the family passports and tucks them away safely. We've got average, which there'll be a theme emerging throughout this, this run of um, <laughs> this run of features. But average is the claret and blue podcast mug, yeah. um, which you know it's a nice thing. It's it? a nice mug, but, but like
1: you said, we've got loads of them. If, if they drop them, it's no big deal, is it?
0: Yeah, people can cope with that in their lives. And bad, this is a real nice snappy to- title that we've given the bad <laughs> tier. That broken microwave that I really don't care about that I've left at the end of my drive for the tatter men to take away.
1: The tatter men. Tell me what the tatterman is. Is that a black country thing or is that something that everyone yeah, else would know? you know the tatters, they're like the, the scrap men, aren't they? Or the, the rag and bone men, you
0: know, old, old money. They're yeah. just kind of, you know, you leave, leave anything with a, a glimmer of metal on. You know, you leave you leave your ham and pickle sandwiches on your doorstep for five <laughs> minutes and they see the shimmer of metal and they come away and take it away to be recycled. Um so it's that it's that kind of thing, and, you know, you don't really need really protect it protecting because you've actually stuck it on the end of your drive anyway and you want yeah. somebody to take it away. So hence the bad category. Somebody who's bad at protecting, somebody who's bad <laughs> at defending, they can be trusted <laughs> to defend something that you don't really give a massive damn about.
1: It's so, so long-winded, isn't it, this format? But I love it. Oh, it's funny. First up is Bjorn Engels. Again, this is a very, very much kind of almost of the Neyland category, I think, or the, the Peperina category that... Part of me, if, if we were assessing kind of the first seven or eight games of the season, I'd be, I'd be tempted, very tempted to stick him in there as that Bjorn Engels could protect my life. I think he's, he's a for, for where Villa is, that we want to uh, stay up in the Premier League, he's a top-tier defender for that kind of football, if that makes sense. Like, he's not top-tier in the sense of he could go and play for Man yeah. City, but as a relegation footballer, he's good enough to do that.
0: Good enough. Good enough to to be relegated. Bjorn Engels, bless you.
1: Good enough to finish seventeenth, top tier for for that level of footballer. I think having seen some of his performance, and then he got dropped. um, The whole thing against Tottenham, which I can will never get my head around. I think it's probably a little bit too harsh to put him in and Blue Mug based off that, and he probably just slides into good just about that. I'd let him. Protect my passport on holiday.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't let him protect your life, would you? Because, nah. and I don't want to. I don't want to keep going on about the bloke for, for one particular error. But you know what he'd do if you. You know, rather than a bodyguard throwing himself in front of a bullet, <laughs> he'd kind of lift his foot up and let the <laughs> bullet go under his foot, wouldn't he? And he'd kind of take you out in the ankles, and you bang your head on the floor and, and drop dead of a concussion. And it's a shame. It's a shame, long one as well. When he outpaced yeah, yeah, you against yeah. you know you you wouldn't kind of you wouldn't. Expect him to kind of get his, you know, get your granny on his shoulders and and kind of get her out the way of danger because he's a bit sluggish. I think, yeah, I think Passport. I think I can I can almost imagine him having a kind of little kind of what they call they call like man bags or something. Yeah,
1: I was thinking like, you know, like those see through poly pocket type things you get for like folders and organisation and stuff with like a little diary yeah. in there. I reckon he's probably he'd get one of those and he'd sit the passports in and a little bit of responsibility for him. Quite an important task not to lose the passport on holiday, something, you know, decent to look after. But, you know, if it does get go missing, there is alternatives. Whereas if he can't protect my life it's game over, isn't it? So I think that's probably fair. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that's it. If, if it does go missing, you expect Karno Toro Mings to come along, don't you, and say, oh, look what you've done. You've left this, in the, um, you've left this on the table in Costa or in the Weatherspoons at Birmingham Airport. You know, you, you've got that little bit of a fallback, haven't you? You've got yeah. that safety net. So that's Bjorn. Yeah, he's good. Good passport man.
1: Esri Concer. This is a difficult one, because I think there's probably a good player in there for the future, because I'm not sure he's, he's there quite yet. Probably very difficult to put him in anything but average. Claret and Blue mug situation.
0: Yeah, is he like, when, when we were talking about the goalkeepers, when we got um, Neeland on the way up, you know, Mug, yeah, yeah, mug yeah. on the, <laughs> whereas Neeland was Mug on the way to being Vars, he's, he's constant Mug on the way to being Passport. I think so. Do you think?
1: I think he's got the view to it. A possible passport deal in the future.
0: Mate, everybody's gotta have a dream though, haven't they? You know, they've got to aspire to something.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's probably ever good enough to be able to say that I'd, I'd let him look after my life, but I think he's I think I'll be let like if I went on holiday in two or three years, I think I'd let him look after the passport so I think he would have the responsibility to do it then.
0: Consert's a mug, mate, aspiring to be a passport.
1: <laughs> Next up is uh Matty Target. What do you think of this one? I'm gonna let you have your opinion before I say mine. <sighs>
0: it's another one, isn't it? That's I think what what I need to say is, and I'm not trying to, to, to dig any Aston Villa players out throughout this process because they're living the dream. And you know, to even be anywhere close to being a professional footballer and to pulling on an Aston Villa shirt, you've got to be gotta be something special.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd get months. myself on this bad tier hundred percent. I don't care. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what I was gonna say, is Villa have got the worst defensive league in the Premier League, the worst defensive record in the Premier League at the moment. So I don't think we're gonna to have too many people occupying that top tier, if yeah. I'm being honest. I don't know. I don't I don't think I think I think Matt Target might might go into the, the clout and blue mug Do you range for me as well, yeah, because I think if we're talking about defensively and what we want them to protect, True. I think the best bits that we've seen from Target have probably been him going forward rather than being de- defensively anyway. I don't think he's a terrible defender. I think, he was an up, uh, I think he's an upgrade on what we've got. He might suffer, likewise, from coming with a, a fairly, or well, the hefty-ish price tag. Um, so perhaps we've been a bit unkind to him, but I'd want to see more from him. I'd probably want to see more, kind of. And again, this is kind of this is definitely kind of Malon Terrace's rather than, rather than astute football commentator. <laughs> I want to see a bit more blood and thunder from him. I want to see my full-backs who are kind of really kind of crunching into players. Yeah. Um, and kind of, you know, putting a marker down or, or, or let, letting them know they're there kind of thing if we're going to reach for those kind of old cliches. But I want a bit more aggression from him, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair. My initial thought when I scrolled down that list was I'd maybe just about squeeze him into good. But I think it's correct uh, you know correct analysis to look at it and think that if we're looking at it from a defensive point of view you've got to say average at, at best really as a defender and if we're doing this as start like you said a category of you yeah, things we want them to look after and be defensive minded in, in if we're going to be kind of pedantic about it then yeah you can't stick him in good for that as a footballer all round slightly tempted just to squeeze him into good just about if you know if you asked a uh, select number of villa fans on social media the average would probably come out as the average answer. <laughs> I was so confused then trying to make that point. <laughs> if you ask most people, I think most people would stick him in the average tier rather than good. So I think that's probably fair.
0: Well, we could test that theory, can't we? So people can, as ever, people can give us feedback on social yes. media and leave, leave their views in the comments and we're happy to debate this. Um, you know, I'm
1: happy to be proved wrong. You know, yeah, It's yeah. the first time for everything, is so. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the list, one that, I think I know where that's going to end up, Neil Taylor.
0: Yeah, offer your offer your verdict first on this one. <laughs> oh, no. oh,
1: Neil! I'm going to put him in bad that that broken microwave brackets or household appliance that's already broken. Closed brackets. I really don't care about that. You leave at the end of the drive for the tatters. I'm going to put him in that category. <laughs> Snappy. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a quick one. You'll never forget it. I feel I feel a bit sorry for Neil Taylor. I think he gets a lot of a lot more a lot more criticism than he deserves as so I've just stuck him in that category but he gets you know, he gets a lot of abuse and stuff which I don't agree with f- from from uh, you know social media and all that kind of stuff yeah i think as a footballer he doesn't really offer anything going forward isn't isn't doesn't really do anything defensively i think he'd probably do, still be able to do a job just about if we were in the championship um, but in the premier league he's certainly not good enough so i'd stick him in bad but i do feel sorry for him and i think he's probably a, a nice bloke and you know, just uh, going on football, uh, yeah, we can we can bring in Tom he- Tom Heaton's personality to, to boost him up to a uh, higher tier, but it's probably not fair to uh, judge Neil Taylor on anything other than football ability.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think with Neil Taylor, I think he's probably got to a, a stage in his Villa career where he could do with a fresh change. So, you know, if we're going to kind of labour this analogy, he could probably do with a scrap man taking him away and turning <laughs> him into something new, to be honest, because it just hasn't quite worked for him. And I yeah. think... Uh, I mean, I remember saying when when Villa were about to sign him for Swansea that I kind of got fond memories of him, the way he, he seemed to be quite a good, impressive kind of roving, footballing yeah, wingback in, in Swansea's rise through the leagues. And yep. then Swansea fans were saying... We're we'll driving to Birmingham ourselves, and I thought, oh, maybe I've, kind of, uh, I've got the wrong idea about this guy. And I think I don't think it's ever for the want of him trying. I think I think you can, yeah. I don't think you can question his commitment. I think his confidence has taken a massive battering, and yes. whether that's the, the fact that you know whether it's the Seamus Coleman thing that we, we often harp back to, you yeah. know, that that, that taking a, a mental psychological toll on him. Um, I just. Again, this is a strange one because I think he's actually probably better defensively than he is going forward uh, in a reverse Uh, thing of what we said about target. But again, I still don't think... I think he can be too easily turned inside out. I don't think he's good enough at stopping the crosses. Um, You know, he, he can't do anything about the kind of... His diminutive size, if you like... But is he enough of an athlete in terms of his power, in terms of his, you know, in terms of what he can offer aerially? I don't think he is. So, like I said, I think he is a bit cruel. To, for, for, and we're as bad as anybody. We've stuck, we've, we've stuck him in this category. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just think he, I think he'd benefit from a from a fresh start.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, next up, the other side, Frederick Gilbert, Freddie Gilbert, probably not quite good enough for good, and probably being just a bit too good for average.
0: If we put putting Matt Target in average, I, I'd say Gilbert has impressed me more than Target. It just seems to have a kind of swashbuckling nature about him. I like the fact that he's got a little bit of an edge about him. I like the fact that he kind of, you know, it's a, we're talking about the, the, the most recent time we've seen him perhaps, but um, against Sterling at Wembley. Yeah, I like the fact that he kind of, had a bit about him and wasn't wasn't listen, I know I know Sterling's not the kind of biggest warrior the Premier League's ever seen, but Gilbert was was happy to go toe to toe with him pace wise. He was happy to kind of have a little bit of afters and a, a little bit of a kind of a I don't know, a little bit of a war with him. So yeah. I like I like that edge to his character. Now, on the flip side of that Again, we don't we're not harking back too long, but that Southampton that Southampton goal when he was dug out by um, by the pundits for kind of sticking in his own lane. Yeah, yeah. Um rather than really making a, a proper kind of health or leather attempt to go back and protect <clears> that goal. Um uh, I don't know. I don't he's, pr- he's prone to he's prone to throw a couple in, isn't he? A couple of couple of errors
1: in. Yeah. But I think I, I like the intensity he plays with. Something that you didn't mention there that I've just thought of that, that just knocks him up into good for me. I'd let him look after my passport. It's his slide tackles. He loves a slide tackle.
0: Yeah, he does love a side tackle.
1: I think that just about propels him into good for me, I would say now.
0: Let's stick him in there. I think that, I think, listen, I think this is going to prompt a bit of debate over all of our decisions, but I think yeah. the, the, the target in the Gilbert one might, might draw, you know, might lead to. to to quite a lot of people, ten minutes. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I think they're borderline ones, but yeah, let let's do that. Let let's stick somebody in there. Let's stick another one in the good. Let's. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of passports for for Engel to look after, <laughs> otherwise, isn't it? Really. Yeah, so let's point. let's get let, let's give Freddie some of the passport responsibility as well.
1: Well, there's one here that I think there is no debate whatsoever, and that is Tara Ming's straight into protecting my life, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. What a, what a man to look after you, by the way. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, If you're talking like a bodyguard, massive six foot, whatever he is, six foot five, absolutely ripped to shreds, a good, kind, caring heart, you can't think of anyone better to look after you there.
0: Can I let you into a secret that I've never disclosed publicly before? Oh, absolutely. Only my, clo- only my close circle of family and friends know this. And it's, 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 a, it's a serious point, but <laughs> uh, as ever, the way I am, I'll deliver a serious point with, with a probably smirk on my face. When I, was a, when I was a young lad, when I was at school, Probably twelve or thirteen. There used to be these these kind of gang of kids who went to a different school, and if I timed my trip back from school wrong, they would kind of—I suppose it is bullying to be honest. They'd wait. They'd lie in wait for me, and they'd kind of like pin me up a wall and kind. They wouldn't actually. They wouldn't actually ever inflict inflict violence on me, but they would. There'd be the threat of it. They'd kind of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like really. It was intimidated to such an extent that for about three years. I could never ever risk having a detention cuz if I had a detention it would it would delay my time back from school and I would put myself God. in that in that situation. Yeah. So the point the point I'm getting <laughs> to is A, stand up to the bullies anyway, because, you know, (laughs) you can't let them win. But B, imagine if Big Tyro would have been in school, in my home, from (laughs) from school, every day. I mean, admittedly, he's probably about six years younger. (laughs) How old is it No, He's younger than that. He's He's about 26 or 27, thought. So he's 15 years younger than me. So admittedly, he'd been minus three, (laughs) or something something like that at the time. But I think even, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think... In terms of that, in terms of having somebody in your corner, somebody in the trenches, somebody who's going to look after you. Yeah. And we all know that Tora that Mings has not been without errors this time. You know, we know that he's been accused of being a bit casual on the ball at times. Yeah. But it's it's leaders again, is it? It's leaders and warriors. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that doesn't necessarily just come from the sheer scale and size and physique of the bloke although that obviously helps. It's a mentality thing as well. you yeah. know he wants to be a winner, he wants to be the one who, who who's kind of protecting that goal. you know we've we've seen him, him him put his body on the line in terms of the the ultimate protector. Um, yeah, you know, you'd probably stick your newborn newborn baby in his arms <laughs> as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, probably be a bit more in keeping with the uh, the you know the honk on the uh, <laughs> on the Athena posters as well. It wasn't protecting as such, but I remember, and you, I don't know whether you, you mind me saying this, and people probably know it anyway, but. You know, you reached out, didn't you? In terms of wanting a, a bit of support to give you a yeah, bit of yeah. a, a leg up and a bit of a kickstart in your career, and you know, Torrance Mings doesn't know you from Adam, but put his hand up and said, "Well, actually, yeah, come and do come and do a bit of work for us." And I know you've done some kind of video work for his uh, for his academy. Yeah. So he yeah, is a lovely he, bloke. He, he, he cares. Do you know what I mean? So if you've got somebody who can not only care, but is six foot, is six foot, I don't know, six foot three, six foot four of pure beefcake, then, oh, mate, you're making me swoon now.
1: Next up on the list, have I given timings enough credit there by not by not answering you back much about that video thing, or can we just sweep it under the carpet? I'll get all embarrassed otherwise if I stop no, talking well, about listen, it.
0: Listen, I think he, he's deserved his um he's deserved his top tier. Yes. Looking after our live status anyway.
1: So next up then, Courtney Hawes or House Hawes, I think. I don't know, I'll go between the two. Courtney Hawes, Courtney <laughs> House. Oh, I think average, isn't it? I would say. Possibly slipping into bad. Is that fair? He, I think he's average.
0: I think I've seen some good, some good, solid performances from him. You'd let him, you'd let him protect your mug. Um, I think there's been there's been some good bits. I think physically and aerially, he's he's strong. Is he that good in possession on the ball? Not particularly. Mm. Um, is he is he Villa, Villa's first choice? Not in a two. Is he Villa's first choice? Probably not in a three. So that probably tells yeah. you where where he, he stands in you know uh, who have we said centre half said Mings is, Mings is top tier um, Engels was good Engels is, and average Conter's average so we Con- so certainly know better than Conter. Yeah. probably a little bit worse if I'm being honest uh, so yeah uh, uh, a Clarence Bloomberg for um, Courtney whatever
1: his name is <laughs> uh, this is quite an interesting one the last player that's, that's still here before we move on to the low very quickly El Mohameda What's your initial thought when you see El Mohammedar? I don't know. My initial thought is he's
0: super steady, but I, do you know what I think he's like? And this is not a tier that we've 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 put in there. Um but it's a bit like, you know, remember the good old days when we used to be based at an office in Birmingham yeah. before we yeah, were yeah. in lockdown? Distant memories. And, um, yes. And the, the good old days as well, I used to work some kind of late Saturday night shifts, so I'd be there kind of till 2am in the morning just wrapping things up and making sure all our kind of Saturday and Sunday content was in order. Yeah. And I'd leave at, you know, I'd come downstairs, in the, well, I'd come down in the lift and I'd, I'd leave and there'd be the security guard on reception. Yeah. I think that Al Mohamedy would be brilliant, a brilliant security guard <laughs> most of the day, but I think if I'd have come down to see him during the graveyard shift at 2am, I think he'd have been having a sneaky nap from time to time. So I think he's, do you know what I mean? Do you, do you get what I'm saying though? I think yeah, most I of the time he'd be super, he'd be Weirdly, super reliable. Weirdly, I don't understand what you're saying. He'd be super reliable, but there'd just be those couple of occasions where you think, whoa, I'm "Oh, Elmo, oh, oh. <laughs> whoa, Sorry, 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 Matt. Yeah, I just nodded. off feel it there. Yeah. I just think, it, I think it'd be like that. Now, I don't know what that, if he's guarding your life, you don't want him to take a nap. If he's yes, guarding your passport, you probably don't want him to take a nap. If he's guarding your Cloud and blue mug or your broken microwave. You're not massively arsed if you
1: get a bit of shut-eye for five <laughs> seconds, are you? He's kind of a very Marmite player for me, uh, El Mohamedou. Sometimes I look at him and think, you know what, he's actually pretty decent. He puts a good ball in. And he's probably been, a, like you said, a very steady player that we've kind of been able to rely on. He's been He's contributed in key areas at times in that 10-game winning run last year. Uh, put a couple of balls in on this cup run, I think, as well this year. I think he scored against somebody as well, Leicester maybe. But I think so part of me kind of looks at some of those memories and thinks he deserves to go in good. Whereas then other times I watch him play and stick a ball straight into the hole end, or do something really basic, really wrong, and just think, "Oh God, he's he's just he's average at best." And we need to you know we need to do better than that. And Gilbert is better than him. And I'd, if we're picking out the two, I'd rather Gilbert play. Who'd have thought that we've got an Egyptian and we've we've set up a pyramid system and we can't <laughs> fit him in? We can't
0: we can't fit him <laughs> in anywhere. Clout and Bloom mate, just stick him in okay. there. All
1: right, average, fine. The two loneies James Brewery, never really sit him play has does, does done nothing for Villa really yeah, to be fair he chucked in centre back a few times I think he had to play left back a few times as well never really got a run never really got to assess him properly so in terms of Villa you've got to just stick him in bad you can look after the broken microwave or household appliance that's broken or we don't care about that you leave at the end of the drive for the tatters is that fair just stick him in there for bad just for his Villa he might be a decent footballer in the future but not for Aston Villa I don't think yeah put him in there I think he's probably
0: he probably deserves to be in average subsection Z uh, yeah, <laughs> but we'll stick we'll stick him in we'll stick him in bad just so Tyler doesn't feel lonely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so
1: who's left? Is there just one left now? Last but not least, yeah, is James Chester. I think I remember saying at one point on the podcast previously about I don't think we'd ever see him play for Villa in, a, in the Premier League again, and that might be true because we go down this year and he comes back in the Championship <laughs> next year. But I don't think he's good enough anymore. And with the injuries that he's sustained, I don't think he's good enough to be playing 38 games in a Premier League season. But I think what he's contributed to Aston Villa, oh, it's harsh not to put him straight into that top tier. Because I do like him a lot. Stick
0: him in the top one. He's <sighs> cheesy and we love him. Stick do, him in we do, there. We
1: do love him and he's a nice bloke. Yeah, I would. Tr- I would trust James Chester in my life. To be fair. So just. Well, on yeah. That even basis, if he'd only got
0: one leg, even if he'd got one leg, you know, he chase the baddies off or he would yeah, fight him he, off. He'd do you know his, his best. I mean? He's shown he? that.
1: He put his body on the line for the cause. He's a nice guy. You know, in that year that uh, I think it was, he was next to John Terry. He was arguably a better footballer than John Terry was in that season, and he contributed a lot to the club. So I mean, I'll never forget that the moment when he got to lift that plough final trophy with Jack as well. So I think just for what he's contributed, it's all a bit sour how it's ended that he's now off at Stoke, and he you know, but that's just because he's not quite good enough for the Premier League anymore. I think so. Just for, for sentimental reasons, I'm going to stick James Chester in uh, protect my life category.
0: Yeah, what I would say about him, though, just when you're saying about that playoff trophy thing, which was a great moment, a thoroughly deserved moment that he got to share, lifting that trophy. He didn't protect Jack from having the trophy <laughs> nearly take his eye out, did he? Great so, point.
1: Great point. Getting passport duty, mate.
0: <laughs> so, no, uh, but I don't. I, I definitely would have him as the great protector. I yeah. think he's such a kind of all round good guy that I would probably have him protect my life, my passport, my Clarence Blue mug, and I would probably... <laughs> You know, he's, he's such a good bloke. He'd probably tip tip the uh, tip the man for taking the, the microwave away as well, wouldn't he?
1: I think he'd spot the broken microwave on the end of the drive, run out, go outside and bring it back in and repair it for you. <laughs> you think he'd fix it for you? Yeah, I he'd think do so. That for you. I think so. Yeah, he just will want it to go to waste. So get it, get it repaired and back in action.
0: Oh, I just got some image of, of James Chester running to some um, <laughs> kind of hardware shop now with like a brown caretaker's coat on. <laughs> just you know, if you're miss, missing a certain screw or a, yeah, a little yeah. nut or a bolt, you just go in and Chesley will sort it for you. Ah,
1: oh, no, just the thing, and he'd put his hand straight on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd, he'd know exactly. Yeah, he know exactly where it was. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think he, I think he deserves his place there. He's a forty-one Chester. He's a, He's a very elegant player, but I think I think something. You know, we're talking about other players wanting to show more commitment. I think Chester kind of shows that, but in a very kind of measured understated way does that make sense I don't think he shirks things I think he'll tackle and he'll head and he'll you know he'll do the physical side of things but he he won't make a big deal about it Maybe we can see this by some of the injuries he sustained you remember where he was wearing that kind of Phantom of the Opera mask for a little while because he smashed his cheekbone and then played the following week actually Bruce um, what did Bruce did Bruce Bruce come up with a great phrase from I think he said he's tough as teak I think (laughs) he is which um, you know what teak is don't
1: you (laughs) I don't know if I do You know, it's a kind of
0: really kind of durable wood basically oh, okay.
1: so, yeah. which, which if you go into
0: James Chester's hardware shop mate he'd be able to talk <laughs> you through the various kind of strengths of wood oh my god
1: where are we going with this I don't know. Um, yes
0: let's stick him in the protect your life James Chester in the top tier thoroughly, yeah. thoroughly deserved
1: so that that's the, the last one on the list mate I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this uh, this format it's been a good laugh to, to put the goalkeeper and, and defenders together and uh, assess what we've got but kind of you know, don't want to sit here and talk about and you know, and, and, and analyze their performances this season in the Premier League because just I can't remember half the games at this point. Oh, hang on,
0: hang on, hang on mate. Love, lover, lover, no, no, put it down. So, love, lover's in the lover's in the garden, mate. With me, with my baby nephew. I'm just trying to uh, trying to make sure everybody's okay. okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry, what <were> you saying? <laughs> 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 I had no idea what you were talking about for a I was thinking, what? Who is that? <laughs> Obviously, we've we've rattled through this episode with our usual nonsense and our usual spin on things, but it's nice to kind of talk about the current team uh, and also have a little bit of fun and have a, a laugh and a joke as well. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Current Blue Podcast where we've assessed the goalkeepers and defenders and ranked them into the most random categories that we can think of. Uh, we'll be back probably next week with the follow-up episode to this, which will be the midfielders and the strikers, where we can talk about the, the creative players of this of this team. If you've got any suggestions for how we categorise the midfielders and, and attackers, leave us a comment on YouTube down below or get in touch with us on social media. Matt Kendrick, thank you for joining me this afternoon and uh, we'll see you again soon.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa.